Hey everybody. Welcome to My Cheesehead Life, a Packer fan podcast. My name is Patrick. I'm the host of the podcast. And uh, thanks for joining me here on Thursday on the 15th or listening to me whenever you are, I guess. But for me, it's uh, Thursday, uh, February 15th. Uh, remember, I got the website, mycheeseheadlife.com. You can email the show, info at mycheeseheadlife.com. Uh, I got the handle on Twitter or X, at mycheeseheadpod, and then Insta, mycheeseheadinsta. Uh, so yeah, here we are, a little bit off schedule Thursday. Uh, if I'm being honest, I didn't think it'd be a great look to uh, to try to squeeze in a podcast on uh, Valentine's Day. So I was able to go out and have a nice dinner with Mrs. Cheesehead last night and take a night off from podcast. I mean, I understand that I could like, you know, do a podcast and then upload it at a different time. That's pretty advanced. You know, right now we're on basic level podcasting. Uh, so hopefully eventually I'll get to those kind of skills. Uh, but yeah, thanks again for uh, tuning in, listening, joining me. I know you got plenty of options uh, tonight. I'm excited to uh, be joined once again by my buddy, Chris. Uh, he's going to help uh, circle back and kind of wrap up the, the the whole season with me. And we'll talk about the Super Bowl, obviously. Uh, you know, the big game Sunday, the last game of the year. And I invited Chris to see if he'd want to do a little bit of a recap, given it's the last game, and, and see what his thoughts were and, and kind of how his day went. And talk about that game. We'll talk about the Bucks a little bit. I got an update on some of our, our fan engagement. Uh, but for the most part, we'll just kind of get into it right away here with Chris. Uh, hey, Chris, how you doing? Hey, buddy. Hey. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, good. Good to see you. I'm glad you and Mrs. Cheese had got to enjoy a, a nice romantic dinner for Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, you know, you you had texted that, and I was like, you know, the, the part that kind of made me LOL a little bit was when the romantic part. So we went to a local restaurant that was pretty, it was really good. A really nice dinner, really good service, the whole thing. Uh, but we just popped in, no reservation, let's try a new place. And we figured, you know, and it's nice, we're old enough now. I'm like, well, let's just go out early because we'll, we'll beat the crowds or not have a reservation. So that worked out. But the table we got <laughs> was right by the entrance. And this place was oh. so busy. And it's in kind of more of like almost like a retail storefront, like that got converted. So it's like a lot of glass windows and, you know, so not a lot of like, you know, romantic type privacy so like basically the whole time I'm I'm sitting next to a glass door that just keeps opening and people keep walking in to get their takeout, um and right. and, and sit at a new table. So yeah, it was a great great you know fun night, uh, good dinner, uh, but but I kind of laughed I think when you texted like enjoy your romantic dinner I was like this wasn't really romantic yeah. to sitting at that table and all the like there was people literally like standing right next to us because they're lined up a little bit you know waiting for their turn to do takeout or get a table. Um, so that was good though. It was a nice night. You do anything special for Valentine's? No, no, no. I, I spent the night throwing up. I got this stomach bug that's going around. So that sounds awful. Um, yeah, it was terrible. I had the, it's such a bittersweet thing, you know, like it's <laughs> the mean? most disgusting, worst thing ever, but you feel so good after like, yeah, you know, so that was my joy. I, it, I puked. Um, it's interesting that you say yeah. that. Cause at first you said bittersweet and I'm like, what? It's really just bitter, but you're right. Like, no. After you're sick, you're like, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to start, you know, doing this. I'm going to turn everything around. I'm I'm going to value every minute that I'm not sick. Uh, and then it takes, oh, at least for me, like only like six to 12 hours before I'm back on the couch having a beverage, like nothing ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. I'm back now, but it was, it was a rough, it was a rough 24 hours. <laughs> well, that stinks. Uh, well, again, yeah. thanks for joining me here on uh, Thursday night. S H I T. Sure. Happy. It's Thursday. 
I wasn't sure. I was just starting to settle on if I should just call this uh, drinks with Chris because I don't know. Uh, this is when I actually do have a beverage going here tonight. It's truly, but um, yeah, these are later in the evening than my typical podcast. If, if a little end of the season behind the scenes for the handful of listeners out there, normally do these a little earlier in the day, but with Chris, you know, kind of later, let, you know, get all the, the youngsters uh, put away and then uh, we're able to have some time here. How was your Sunday? Did you have like any sort of a, you know, we're, we're going to get into the Super Bowl recap here in a minute. So my first kind of question though is, did you have like a thing going, a big deal Sunday? You go somewhere, you put a party on, or, or just is it really chill, just watch the game? It's usually just pretty laid back, watch the game. Um, this year was not anything to do with the Super Bowl, but dinner at my mom's house. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I could, <laughs> I could go on for hours with, with stories about how these dinners go. But oh, really? uh, it was it was really just like the dinner and then the Super Bowl was sort of the excuse to, to go home and watch. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for this year, uh, I know you're, you're going to hate to hear this, but the Taylor <laughs> Swift effect. Okay, go ahead. My my nine-year-old daughter yeah. couldn't wait to watch the Super well, Bowl. Well, that's great. I, I couldn't. Mean... I couldn't I couldn't tie her down to the couch to watch a Packer game with me in right, her whole right. life. And yeah. now all of a sudden she can't wait to see, watch the chiefs. And I, I, I had to ask her like, is it, is it because of Taylor Swift? And she'd say like, no, I just, I think the chiefs are more skilled. Nice. I'm like, give me a break. She has no idea. And then like the whole game was nothing until they showed Taylor Swift. And then she's, so it, I know you hate it, but it, well, I don't know that, has, you know, like, I don't hate that element of it. It's more of like when I'm just sitting there and they score a touchdown and the first thing they do is they show her accelerating the box. I'm just like, I'd rather see like, you know, the coach who drew up the play or something like, I don't like hate Taylor Swift because the, the TV people put her on, you know, it's like any game when, when they show Jerry Jones, I'd rather not see Jerry Jones after a play, but you know, like, I don't know, that kind of stuff is just, it's always kind of been that way for me regardless, but uh, I'm Jerry glad Jones I'm, is. Harry Jones is scary to see, though. Yeah. Taylor Swift is easy on the eyes. Well, true. She seems like a nice person. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate her. It's just, God uh, bless her. Yeah. No, it's funny, too. I'm sure, I don't know if you saw this, but they had said, because it's such a big deal, that I think the grand total time she was on the broadcast was like 54 seconds. I think I saw that as a headline. Um, so, yeah, yeah, quite a bit of attention or, you know, hoopla around someone that isn't showing all that much. And honestly, I don't think, like, they do it a ton like i don't think it was overwhelming there was just a couple spots for me where it's like you know there's a big moment touchdown you know and i you know you just kind of you're used to seeing you know player reactions or coaches reactions and you know it's just a little different i guess so you know that they cut to the pop star in the in the in the box right away but i thought it was good i mean i'm glad it was working working out for you and your daughter see a lot of stories like that matter of fact even my my son was kind of saying like so who won you know he came in late same thing you know not a big football fan but he was like, oh, all right, yeah, the Swifts team won. You know, that'll be fun at school tomorrow. You know what I mean? So, like, it, it, it yeah, even yeah. increased, you know, his level of interest uh, just to squeeze. Uh, you know, speaking of level of interest, I, I was delinquent here. Chris, I want to – you hadn't been on for a few weeks, but I had a poll going for a couple of weeks. I don't know if you had an opportunity to vote. Um, I, w- I was asking, like, who people were rooting for as far as the listeners of My Cheese Had Life, this Packer fan podcast. And, you know, I had the Kansas City Swifts or the San Francisco Purdy Niners. We had three votes, grand total of three votes. So it kind of, you know, I think that's right where it's always been. Do you have a guess? It was a two out of three. You know, do you have a guess uh, who, who, who was uh, – who, who the? I guess the Swifts. Nope. Uh, people, at least my, my, my small uh, dedicated group of uh, voters was rooting for the Purdy Niners. 
Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, Two out of I three. didn't hear the question. Was it who they wanted to win? Or yeah, who they thought would it win? was who they wanted to win. So they're rooting. That's why oh, I okay. said rooting for the Purdy Niners. I was rooting for the Thanks. Swifts, honestly, because of Andy Reid. Oh, and another name I'd forget, forgotten to mention was like Leo Chanel. He played for the Badgers, a uh, linebacker, and uh, I enjoyed watching it. I thought he was good for the Badger, Badgers. I, you know, another guy. You kind of wonder why the Packers might not have taken a look at him when he's in your backyard. But he had he made some plays on Sunday, uh, Leo Chanel, mm-hmm. former Badger. Um, so, yeah. And then also got like one of my very first comments uh, on the on the podcast. Yeah, right. Um, and this one comes in from uh, MH Law a day ago. And it just said awesome sauce. So, hey, nice. Thank you to MH Law for chiming in on awesome sauce. Uh, so, yeah, a reminder there, if you want to interact, uh, go out to the podcast site on Spotify. I don't know if I'll have a poll. I don't really have anything to ask about yet tonight. Maybe we'll have one before we're done. But uh, there is at least, you know, the Q&A feedback portion. And thank you for uh, chiming in with a comment. Awesome sauce. Um <laughs> So anyway, uh, where we left off now, you had said you were you you were uh, the excuse to come home to watch the game. Your daughter was into it. Did you guys you know do anything you know food wise, friends over, or is it just pretty quiet at the Chris house? No, pretty quiet at the Chris house. Okay. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, you know, it kind of occurred to me first time. I don't know why I hadn't thought about this before to kind of try to do taco bar. We, we we like doing taco bar from time to time, and I just thought I don't know, let's have some people over once. So normally we haven't really done much like that. Uh, so we had a little taco bar. I actually had a pretty great day. Uh, me and one of the kids went to a card show at uh, the local uh, minor league stadium where the timber rattlers play. So we went to a card show in the morning and then, uh, yeah, had, had taco bar and a few people over. It was pretty cool. Worked out nicely. Nice. Yeah. Where you can just nice. kind of graze all day, made like the regular, you know, beef taco meat, some chicken stuff. You know, taco salad, all that stuff, and then you can just eat all day. So, what do you guys do? You do like hard shell, soft shell, little of both? Yeah, yeah. I went, I, I went a little crazy. Bought like everything. I had like two or three different types of tortilla chips. Some, some, yeah, soft shells, some hard shells, um, and then yeah. So you can make nacho plate. You can make regular tacos. I had chipotle chicken, beef, you know, ground beef taco meat. Made my own. Uh, tried making my own queso for the first time. How'd that turn out? Uh, poorly. I mean, I, not, I shouldn't say poorly. I mean, I thought, I guess it was okay. I just kind of winged it. I didn't like the recipe stuff I was finding online. Uh, so I made, uh, it was, it was fun though. Uh, the, the key seems to be, uh, evaporated milk. I think it was. I don't, yeah. Everything, yeah. Yeah. You know, cause I, I'm like, well, how did, you know, what's the difference between what you buy or whatever? And, uh, so yeah, so all, like all the recipes had like a can of evaporated milk. I think it was. And then uh, you basically shred up cheese. What I did is I did probably way too much cheese. You know, you never know with these people coming over and how much you need. So, of course, uh, we've been eating Taco Bar leftovers uh, pretty much entire week. I uh, should have sent some of the food home uh, with some of the guests. But... Um, do, you ever do, do you ever do the taco with the hard shell taco? And then you put like the queso on a soft shell so it sticks and oh, you wrap it around. Yeah, I mean not like, like at home. Yeah, not like at home really. But I, yeah, I've seen that. What what do they call that? Is that the gordita or something like crunch wrap or something like that? Yeah, maybe a crunch wrap. Maybe a crunch wrap. But yeah, we were doing those for a little while. Those are fun. It's yeah, because like, the the hard shells are great, but they're a mess. They break Absolutely. up and stuff goes falling out. And uh, that soft shell kind of keeps it all trapped in there. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. I might try that uh, one of the next times coming up. Because when I had the hard shells, the kids uh, ate them. 
you know, normally we just, they either have like little chips or they do wraps. Uh, but you know, for the whole bar thing, I had some of the, the hard shells out with the flat bottom. So they'd stand up a little better. And then actually mm-hmm. turned out like my kids ate those. I'm like, you guys like those? Yeah, these are good. Um, so I was just like, maybe I should get those. And then now that was what was happening during leftover week. We're just having these big messes on our plate. Like, they're like, yeah. And I had wraps. I'm like, oh yeah, we should be using the wraps. Uh, matter of fact, one of the kids just had everything. I'm like, be careful with the, That's the thing with the wraps. You can't put much in them. They, they just fall mm-hmm. apart. So that makes sense to combo the wrap and the taco shell. But like, the smearing the queso on is is the well, most yeah, important part. Has to have an adhesive. You don't smear the queso on, you got nothing. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, yeah, that were that that's that would be a great use of the queso as well. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, what were you thinking that's going into this game on Sunday? Um, we've established that it was, you were having dinner, and then you went home to watch it. Were you, <laughs> I mean, who are you thinking? Who are you thinking is going to win? What what kind of game did you expect? A good game? What was going on? Um, I, I, I never bet against Mahomes. I guess I, I thought they were like, I kind of thought they were going to win. Yeah. I thought that, it'd be a little bit more like of a, a shootout, you know? Same. I, yeah. I don't, Kansas city's defense doesn't get the credit. Maybe it deserves. I mean, they're, they're pretty good. And the Niners have a good defense. I was hoping for more points. I was like a little yeah bored by the first half, but I, I was expecting the chiefs to win. I guess I thought it'd be close. You know what I thought was funny though, and we're getting way ahead now. But we're just talking. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Is how uh, before the game, Shanahan was like this evil genius coach, you know. Yeah. And now after the game, he's like the dipshit that doesn't know the rules <laughs> and never even, you know, like never I, even yeah. thought about what to yeah. do. Yeah. No, absolutely. If the I mean, game went to overtime. That's the thing about doing this on a Thursday now is you know we're kind of into that longer tail aftermath of, you know, people dissecting the game and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there's been already, you know, probably plenty of talk and analysis about, you know, the stats and line by line what happened. But I was even going to mention that, too, at at one point. I I agree. I thought there'd be more scoring uh, for sure. Um, Defense uh, was was winning the day in the first half. Both both teams. But I thought that was cool, though, too, because, I mean, to me, that's a good game. I think someone around here said, like, you know, every play was kind of intense then because, you know, just a close game, one big play would happen or whatever. Um, and I was kind it of... It su- did seem Go ahead. super intense, didn't it? I yeah. When I was watching that game, I thought, like, man, they, it seems like they're extra physical and yeah, like extra yeah. juiced up for this. It's like Kelsey's trying to knock over <laughs> Reed. I mean, like, th- those guys were, like... Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. You're, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And then even just like the first quarter, there's not a ton to talk about that first drive that McCaffrey had, you had that fumble was kind of crazy, you know, cause I think that kind of set a tone for him, even the rest of the game, you know, it's amazing how that can be when a running back fumbles, but listen to these handful of drives in the first quarter. So you had, um, by the way, you know, I'm a big fan of not deferring or taking the ball, whatever chiefs deferred. I mean, to me, it probably not the worst. You know, you have a decent or solid defense and putting them on the field against Purdy, you know, a guy never started a Super Bowl. So I'm okay with the defer here, just to be clear on that. But, yeah, five plays, 48 yards fumble <laughs> for that opening drive. So the defer the defer was totally in play. Uh, but then, uh, you know, Kansas City, three, three plays, six yards. And I think then they punted right away. Yeah. And then uh, San Francisco, four plays, 16 yards punt. And then Kansas City, four plays, 10 yards, punt. That was the first quarter. Uh, so that part yeah, of it was a little it was boring. meh. 
Um, and then starting the second quarter, you had San Francisco going 10 plays, 46 whole yards, uh, and, and a field goal. Uh, so, yeah, that you know, there wasn't a ton going on. But then, I mean, one of the biggest moments, and I believe it was the first half then, you know, in all those punts, and then that's when Pacheco had a, had a fumble there early in the second quarter after the field goal by San Francisco. So I think that affected him the rest of the game too. But uh, what about Dre Greenlaw? Running onto the field and popping a Achilles, unbelievable, right? Hey, that I I felt bad for the guy. Like, can you imagine? Biggest game ever. You've been hyped up for it. You running onto the field, unreal, happens. unreal. Like, never, I've never that. seen anything like that happen. And <laughs> you know, the hundreds or if it's thousands of football games I've watched, and you know, high school, college, you name it. And to see a guy pop the Achilles just headed onto the field was. I mean, and how many Achilles injuries does that make this year? A handful for sure. And I don't know if this is related yeah. or if they're just if there's an expiration date on those things, but I always kind of think about that stuff when some of those guys go a little too crazy after making a tackle or something and they you know and they start jumping around and going nuts, but maybe it's just me being old. I'm like conserve that energy, man. <laughs> like you don't know. And then you know, uh, pop something, right? Yeah, yeah. you know, like the, you're so jacked, all the adrenaline of being in the biggest game of your life and stuff. And so, and I, so I get it, you know, you're excited, but sometimes I wonder when they get so far. Because to your point earlier, how physical it was, you know, those guys were smashing into each other, and then they'd get up and be like jumping all over and yelling. Like that first quarter was very physical. Uh, and then later on, Trey Greenlaw pops his Achilles running onto the field. Yeah, I, screw that guy for what he did to the Packers, but I felt bad for him. Yeah, absolutely. Was, I mean, that that's why terrible. it's such a huge blow because you know, like how yeah. important and good he is. Um, yeah. And yeah, you don't want to see people get hurt like that. Like, I'm not no, saying I, I'm a Greenlaw fan. You know, it's, you're right. It sucked that he kind of put the you know <laughs> Packers out of the season or ended their season. But yeah, that was nuts. Like, so that was a big turning point too in in that game for sure. Um, and I mean, overall, I mean, really good game. I like it when the referees don't call a ton of penalties, too. You know, kind of letting them play. It seemed like a pretty clean game, anyways. Uh, but I did see some chatter, like from like a former player, I forget who it was, uh, online saying, you know, hey, good job, refs. You know, just letting them play, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't feel like a a slow like. You know those games that never oh, get yeah. going because there's constant flags, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, kind of clunky. At least it moved along. It was a, it was a good, it was a good game. I was entertained. Yeah, and you know one thing that I think is uh, interesting or a bit of a factor, or that I kind of kept an eye on, and I forget which game. I, I don't know if I talked about it or not, but you know the special team sometimes gets overlooked, right? Um, and Kansas City, and I think there was a game earlier in the year. You know how their offense had been struggling. And uh, I think it was a game they won where their punter just kind of kept booming these 60 yarders. And it was, you know, whatever Thursday night game, I'm just sitting there watching. I'm like, man, that punter is basically keeping them in the game. Uh, and so in a game like this with San Francisco, I mean, that was kind of key. And that guy, that, uh, that punter, there's Tommy Townsend, five punts, 50, almost 51 yards per punt, two inside the 20 long of 62. And he placed that one off that dude's ankle. I mean, come on, that was crazy, right? You know, a tight game. And that, to me, felt like a very Packers thing to have happen, except it was the Niners. You know, when he yeah, kicked yeah. that big punt, you know, and the Niners had pretty much been controlling that game, and then that was the break that they needed, right? The Chefs, the Swifts, get that yeah. big turnover there in, in the short area or the red area, and then uh, I think it was just MVS, a player, a player or two later. Yeah. And their, their kickers, 
amazing too. That Butker guy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He was four out of four, uh, long of 57, and uh, made the one extra point. The one touchdown, too. Patrick Mahomes, one touchdown. Imagine having a kicker like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that was. They can make an extra point. And that was a huge difference because, right? I think San Francisco's guy's a rookie, Jake Moody, and kind of had similar issues to um, our guy Anders down the stretch. He had missed like an extra point in a few, in a couple games there late in the year. So yeah, Moody had that one, that one blocked, and that was a huge difference in the game that allowed uh, uh, KC to tie it up. So yeah, special teams being like flawless for Kansas City, a big factor. Yeah, they're they're good. They are. I mean, like, I don't know. I hate to like, I hate to admit it, but they are. All three phases of that team are pretty good. Well, I think they kind of really proved a lot too by showing they can kind of. I don't know if you say win ugly. It was, I mean, it wasn't like super ugly this year. It was kind of mediocre ugly. And, but, you know, definitely instead of the days of uh, Tyreek Hill, you know, taking the top off the defense and, you know, having that one running back they used to just be able to dump it off to all the time, uh, you know, definitely a little more of a grind it out type of season for the Chiefs where they still got it done with back to back Super Bowls. They just remind you of one of those teams that, just tries to survive the regular season to yes. get to the playoffs. You know, yeah. like just stay healthy, get to the play. Like you know, this year going on the road was the big thing. Yep. And like it, yeah, they, they proved just, it. Like, Steamroll through these teams. Well, I was like you going into that one. I don't know if you had listened to my you know Super Bowl talk ahead of the game where I said the same thing. I'm like, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I would have been happiest of anybody to see him lose a game on the road and be like, yeah, in your face. Uh, but you know, he went and he, he took care of business at Buffalo at Baltimore, like really good teams. And then goes on to, you know, beat a tough 49er team in a, in a close game. Listen to Mahomes' numbers here. I, I didn't even really realize he had this much rushing as well. Uh, so 34 out of 46, 333 yards, two touchdowns. He had the one goofy pick, um, rushing. He had nine carries for 66 yards. I mean, what, I mean, that is an MVP. Yeah. And I was—he's amazing. And I'm not gonna lie, I took a little bit of glee in watching Brock Purdy not have the best game ever. Uh, Purdy, by comparison, 23, 38, 255. He's just at like 60 percent, I think. You know, one touchdown and an 89 rating, so not you know terrible, but not you know MVP type numbers. Uh, But it looked like he missed a couple throws. Like I don't know. Like I'm—I'm not ready to anoint Purdy. I don't want the Niners, a big rival, to, to kind of fall bass backwards into the seventh round. Really good quarterback after giving up all that for Trey Lance and that didn't work out. I think, you know, maybe, do you think I'm just looking at things to criticize? I don't think he's got like the big arm and, you know, and that kind of thing to just drive it in there. He missed some, some layups. I, yeah. I don't, I don't see him enough against the Packers. He missed a lot of throws and I blamed it on his little hands and the rain <laughs> and stuff, but yeah, right. I don't, I mean, he wasn't super impressive in the playoffs, you know, like when I, when I saw yeah. I mean, his it's numbers tough. are. He makes a lot of good throws. His numbers are awesome, and he's surrounded by like yeah. a ridiculous roster. I mean, like that offense is loaded with guys. I think, but you saw though, and maybe it's early. You know, he's obviously doesn't have the experience of uh, Mahomes. You know, so I guess he can still kind of give him the wait and see approach. But you know, just to me, the difference of a guy that could totally carry the team, and you knew he'd probably pull it off, uh, to a guy like Purdy, who like you know just wasn't. Again, he had missed. I thought a couple layups. A couple guys were pretty open. And in that kind of game, you know, you got to be probably, you know, darn near perfect 
if you're going to beat a team like uh, the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. MVS got that touchdown. Well, hey, there's MVS, former Packer with two Super Bowl rings. Yeah, it's always amazing when he catches anything. <laughs> yeah, he ended the game with uh, three catches, 20 yards, uh, and the one touchdown on five targets. Do, do you think, who? for me, he might be the most frustrating Packer ever that I can remember off the top of my Him and maybe like Robert Ferguson, as far as like Ooh, guys yeah. that... Yeah. We're super talented, like physically could like this guy can it's like a world class sprinter and then the ball gets to him and he's got like two blocks for hands yeah. and just yeah. like Durn. Yeah, Ferguson, he that's drops. a good one. That's a good one. Ferguson was annoying too. Oh my god. Yeah, because you know, to me the it's always the uh comparison that when they passed up that uh, Badgers wide receiver and I'm gonna forget his name here. Sitting here, Chambers. Yeah, yeah. He went on to have like a nice ten year career for the Dolphins and maybe another team or two. And then, you know, we we outsmarted ourselves like we were often to do back then. And you know, we're gonna take Robert Ferguson. Yeah, uh, freak athlete, but uh, couldn't. Do you remember some of his catches? Like twisted all the way around with his feet. Yeah, like he's barely. He had some like moments. His tiptoes and bows. You'd be like, well, this guy's amazing. And then, like, you wouldn't hear from him for three weeks. You'd yeah. Like, Where did he go? Yeah. You know, that's absolutely. And wasn't he a hamstring guy, too, sometimes? Did he maybe struggle Probably. with some injuries, you know, early in the. He was injury guy. Yeah. Injury guy for sure. Yeah. No, that's something. I, you know, good one to pull up uh, Robert Ferguson here uh, during during this uh, Super Bowl yeah, recap. Yeah, MBS. But yeah, MB- and then, yeah, he's he's out there. And then Michael Hardman. The guy who was with the Jets and in all the, a lot of the hard knocks footage and stuff, and then gets traded, he gets the winning. Did you see that thing that said where he said he blacked out, like right when he caught it? Mm-mm. Yeah, he said Mm-mm. like right when he caught that ball. Because I watched some of the post game stuff and interviews, and uh, yeah, he said he he if, and even watching it live, I kind of noticed this. It felt like he had a little hesitation on the celebration. You know, like he pulled the ball in and he kind of took a couple steps, like uh. You know, and um, that'll tie me into my next thought. But in the post game, he said he blacked out and like for a split second or two, and didn't realize he had you know just caught the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. What? Yeah, you know, and I don't. How does? I think it's an adrenaline thing. I mean, I've had like yeah. I had like in sports times, you know, granted not near the level of a Super Bowl, so you know, like I had a couple moments <laughs> where like something happened in a game or something, and it, like I didn't really realize what happened. It was intense blackout moment. Anyway, huh. so yeah, it was Michael Hardman with the winning touchdown. But speaking of that, and him not being sure about it, what do you think? Did you have a pretty good grasp on the playoff playoffs overtime rules? Um, I really didn't, but I thought the referee did a good job explaining it. Yeah, when see, we said, didn't. All right, we're we're basically starting a new game. So like, I got it. I figured, and he said they both get possession whether they score or not. Like I. Yeah, I thought he explained it pretty good. And we, 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 you know, I had some people here, so we were chatting and stuff during that that portion. So I didn't really catch all that. Now, I'll just jump right to a quick question. The part was confusing to me was because uh, eventually I caught where they explained, yeah, they both get a chance to score. So in our our atmosphere, our room, we're kind of like, oh, oh, you know, we thought they were gonna just have to get the touchdown and win right away or something, whatever. Oh yeah, if San Fran got the touchdown and then like right before they kicked it, we kind of they they explained it again. But anyways, um Romo was saying something like when that play clock was running out that they would just go to another quarter. I thought I heard yeah. him say, "Is that right?" Yep. 
it's like a brand new game. That's why no, there wasn't a ton of urgency to like, like they weren't like hurrying up to get to the line. I mean, they okay, got the playoff, so, but they weren't like so in the a big rush about it. The time doesn't matter necessarily. It's more about the possession. Is that what what it? What, is that a right. fair, fair way to characterize it then? Yep. Yep. Because I was kind of like, well, with the ball. okay. Cause you know, I'm so used to like, you know, all my life of those overtimes being like one quarter. And I just kind of figured like, well, if they're, if they're up by three in the, in that period runs out, you know, I get it. If they were tied, they'd keep playing cause it's playoffs. But I was just kind of, so that part I missed too, in the explanation when he was like, ah, you know, the time doesn't really matter here. Um, and then and it, it didn't matter. They got the touchdown. Um, but yeah, in the aftermath, uh, turns out some of the Niner guys, did you see that, that they weren't real up to speed mm-hmm. on the rules? Yeah, I did. And then the flip side was all the chiefs guys saying, we talked about yeah. it preseason when they first did it. And as soon as the playoffs started, we talked about it every week, you know, like, <laughs> right. I don't know. I get Reed. I have more respect for Reed. I, it's hard to like take him serious. Cause he looks like the Kool-Aid guy and he's like <laughs> this goofy dude. Yeah. Um, but he tell does, me again like, with them nuggies. Uh, I, do you like it when he, he says nuggies? That. No. Why can't, can't he say nuggets? Me I mean, that is such a weird know. thing when he's like, "Tell me again with them nuggies," and you see them little sausage fingers go across the table. Uh, just oh, say, gross. I know. You know how bad my wife hates it. Yeah, just and I like Reed. It's just that one word. Why did they use nuggies instead of nuggets? Like you know, know or, or you ch- think he ad libbed? Chicken wings or t- tenders or something different than nuggies. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I bet he ad- Maybe. Yeah, I bet he did. Did you see, like, uh, when he was on the podium afterward, Andy Reid saying, how about that D? Uh, and uh, that was in the celebration stuff when he's kind of holding the trophy. So, of course, within it, w- within 24 hours, I see a post on Twitter where the guy goes, me after giving my wife the best 11 seconds of her life. <laughs> and it's Andy Reid's <laughs> yeah. little goofy grin going, hey, how about that D? about that d that That made me laugh yeah some of that funny i couldn't believe you almost got tackled by kelsey unreal yeah good yeah i kind of had forgotten about that when i saw that you know because i've been i reluctantly was rooting for the chiefs today and i'll explain a little more about that too um is that um you know they seem pretty entitled all year. You know I talked a bit in the past about when the penalties weren't going their way and that that one game Mahomes lost his mind and stuff. Uh, so I was already kind of like I'm not a big fan of this group besides Andy Reid really. Um, and then yeah, early in the game, the first quarter, what was he thinking to just like chest bump his coach like that? He almost knocked him over. Yeah, it was <laughs> that was crazy. That guy seems like a psycho. Yeah. You think? Yeah, I was, I was, I was scared for Taylor if they lost. Like, is this guy? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's that's crazy. Yeah, when we were did kids, you, did I you was, see well? he he has a competing podcast. Him and his brother. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Technically, I, they are my yeah. competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But there was he, uh, his brother was telling him like, dude, we you know we can admit that what you did was wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, it sounds like and, he came clean he, pretty good on it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, totally. It was, you know, totally uncalled for. Yeah, and I know there was like some... Sp- that guy. Yeah, there was some spin that kind of said, too, that, you know, it shows how, like, much he's willing to engage with Reed, that, you know, he he was like, you know, instead of, I think someone compared it to, like, you know, players that sit on the bench with their head down on <laughs> C.D. Lamb, you know, like, he, he guys that somehow, you know, 
don't engage and, and want to have that passion with their coach, whatever. But yeah, that was crazy. First quarter though. <laughs> I, that's what was so hard for me to believe was like, it, you know, this game is, is yet to be played out by any stretch and he was already losing his mind. Weird. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. Probably a better way of expressing your passion than, than chest bumping your coach. You <laughs> you're know, like screaming yeah. in his face. Yeah, your senior citizen coach. I think pretty sure he's over is he over sixty five? I'm not sure, but um yeah, that he's was pretty old. And he he wobbled and yeah. he said after that he had like his knee replaced, so he caught him off guard a little well, bit. Like, right. you know, like yeah, he had all these excuses. Even more him. though, like right. He's just he was like yeah. like you know, kind of a you know, cheap shot where a guy's not even ready or looking for it, and that is, is to me, that's exactly what I thought when he kind of looked all wobbled there. Like, yeah, you're not ready for that. And some big 250 pound, like guy that's all jacked up and the chest bumps you out of nowhere. You, when you start and you're thinking about nuggies, you know, like that would be. I, the, <laughs> I, mean, I felt bad for him. I thought he made him look feeble. Kind I agree. Of, like I agree. That's you know, yeah. Like, I was, that was kind of annoyed. Like, like most of the man. game. And, you know, and I was being my own, like, grumpy old man, like, well, that's a bad look. You know, that's, you know, I was kind of saying that most of the game, you know, no matter what, like, they would do. I'm like, I'm still annoyed with Kelsey chest bumping my guy Reed, you know. Um, so, yeah. Who I on mean, the Packers, who on the Packers can you see doing that to LeFleur? Maybe uh, Jair? Out of passion? Yeah, maybe. He maybe could even get away. No, he couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think LeFleur would do? Because Reed handled it like a like a gentleman. Like, Absolutely, he like that's he was what I mean. Go to sleep. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, and that's all you know. As a casual observer, I've always heard he's like the nicest guy in the world. You know, like very highly regarded around the whole entire league. And then you see a meathead like Kelsey chest bumping him. And that was a. Fr- I'm, I think I'm a bigger fan of Jason Kelsey at this point. Seeing all the goofy shit he's been doing the last few weeks, <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> yeah, seems he's pretty, pretty funny. funny. It seems like he could be an honorary cheesehead if he were from around here, you know, behaves like people from around here. Uh, he was wearing like well, that. If he ever came here, did you did wrestling you see what mask he did in when Buffalo? he was? Oh, no. Oh, where he took his shirt off, you mean? Yeah, and he was he was out in the parking lot, like, yeah, doing like whatever bong hit, like not bong hits <laughs> or beer bong, beer bong yeah, yeah, beer bongs, yeah, yeah. I got him doing bong hits in the parking <laughs> lot, but uh. Well, He's I think I saw like guy. a clip at an after party that showed Kelsey vaping, probably vaping, who oh, knows really? what. Yeah. And then he was going to hand it to Swift. This is what, you know, the problem is with scrolling through Twitter is all this oddball stuff you get. Uh, he was handing it to Swift and then he had said, you're being recorded. And then she was like, oh, you know, and wouldn't, wouldn't let, let herself get caught vaping. Yeah. At least yeah. the premise of the clip. That's what it was, you know, grain of salt online and all that stuff. But, yeah, still kind of crazy to hear the Niner players say they weren't real familiar with the overtime rules. Like, I'm sitting on my couch. I believe that's okay for me to not be real familiar with the overtime rules. That And, and then they've been in place for, like, a couple of years, right? Like, I thought I saw it was, like, this has been since, like, 22. There just hasn't been, like, many, if any, you know, overtime games for it to be tested out yet. Um, right. And then for um, the big deal there then was uh, uh, Shanahan taking the ball. Do you think that was a critical error? <laughs> it's, it seems like it, right? Yeah. You hear his explanation now, though. Oh my God! But wanting the ball third and all this yeah. stuff, like I, I would say that would wonder. be the the opposite of awesome sauce. I would call that weak sauce. You, you're going weak sauce, yeah. But he's sticking to it. He doubles down on it every time they <laughs> yeah. ask him. I, I couldn't his, believe his that explanation. And he's, yeah, they wanted it third. They figured they both score. 
and now they got the ball third. And yeah. they, all they need is a field goal to win. And I thought like a great way, and it might have been a local radio guy that just kind of immediately debunked it, or he kind of said like, you know, screw that. I'm I'm not, you know, making a decision based on three possessions from now. You know, like, right. you know, take, and so, yeah, in hindsight, now that I know what the rules are, uh, and, and kind of, it really would seem Shanahan wasn't totally dialed in on the new rules to want to take that ball first. Cause then, yeah, it's unbelievable. Cause, uh, Mahomes, they know they don't have to like, or they have to go for it on fourth down, you know, like it, yep. it, it, it extra. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they know exactly. Every, yep. Every, and then on top of it, did, did you see the stuff where they were saying like, if we knew that if we were if we had to score a touchdown, and they, yeah, because they you know they scored a touchdown, they were going to go for two, like that was automatically the plan. Like, oh, Shannon, you, you don't give them a chance. You don't the Chiefs. Oh, okay, okay. Like if they if, if the Niners would have scored because they were actually dialed in on the rules. And yeah, they yeah, said, I got it. Right after the game, we knew the plan. Yeah, and we knew that if they got the ball and scored, we were going to go for two if we you know like yeah. we're not giving them the ball back right 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 third possession so it really you know, like punches gonna... a hole in that whole strategy yeah if, if, it, if it was a legit strategy by uh kyle right right but i mean like they were saying you, there's not a third possession we're not gonna right. we're keeping it in our hands from the two yard line or whatever we're not giving you the ball back it's amazing how, so, how important some of those decisions now can be you know like i'm always hammering on whether or not you defer to start a game and then now you've got you know, this kind of new wrinkle in the playoff overtimes, that was unreal. Like, I wish I would have been a little more prepared and, and ready because watching it live, I didn't fully appreciate then what was happening or the, the poor decision-making that was taking place. Uh, but, yeah, unbelievable in hindsight. And then, um, you know, part of the reason I think I said earlier that I was going to kind of circle back as to why I'd be rooting for the Swifts is uh, kind of exactly now that we're sitting here on Thursday and I, I said we get a little longer view of the aftermath um, things not going so well, maybe out there in San Francisco. Um, you know, there's a thing called Super Bowl hangover, and I think it's setting in pretty quickly for these guys when you lose the Super Bowl. And given they're an NFC team, you know, why not root? You know, when I was a kid, it seemed like, oh, we got to root for the NFC to win. You know, but now as I'm more like, why? I want, I want like, like the Eagles. They had the Super Bowl hangover this year, kinda, right? You know, so why not have one of these top NFC teams start to? fracture a little bit and now they fired their one-year defensive coordinator wilkes did you see that i i did i thought that was weird i thought it was weird that the eagles hangover came at like week 12 or <laughs> right yeah that was really Wasn't weird that weird i know because like, i kept waiting for it strong and then yeah and then yeah. i'm like oh there it is there's a hangover theirs was on more of a time release i guess you know like a, it was a gel cap <laughs> they had the gel cap hangover more modern hangovers <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you know that was from the uh, the gel caps that they use. So, and then, and then now, like really within, and I get it, you know, probably emotions kind of running high uh, with any of this stuff, but, but it seems a little more than normal uh, that between the overtime blunders on those decisions. Um, and then, you know, some of the, like I saw a lineman was maybe throwing another lineman under the bus about not blocking Chris Jones on a play. I saw some about Brandon. Ayuk was putting eyeball emojis saying he only had like three catches and stuff. Um, so not everything seems so great out in San Francisco and I don't hate that. No, that's fine by me too. And they're probably, they gotta be frustrated, right? That they like can't get over the hump. Yeah. And that's, we know how it is. Yeah. And that's like, starting and to be losing Super Bowls. And that's starting to be a little bit of a, a thing for Kyle Shanahan. 
And again, like, I don't know. I mean, to me, you know, he may be great and the guys love him. I don't know him at all. You know, I can only criticize him because I'm a fan and <laughs> just have uh, weird, weird reasons. But like, you know, nepotism a little bit, maybe, you know, he's Kyle. I don't know a lot of great Kyles, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't mind seeing them struggle because they've, they've been such a pain in the rear for the Packers uh, in his tenure and going back to even to Harbaugh, um, you know, compared to the 90s when we kind of had the upper hand in the rivalry. Uh, what is it? 0 for 4, 0 and 5 lately against the Niners. So I don't want to see them do anything good. And I think that's okay. Yeah. Shanahan's got like a punchable face. So he's easy not to like. And uh, I don't know. I saw the thing about truly. the. Sorry. No. <laughs> I, I, uh, I saw the thing about the coordinator too. And I don't know anything about. I mean, I've, I've yeah. heard his name before. I don't know anything about him. But their defense. Was their defense like a problem? This like it seemed weird that well, that's, he'd get fired. Yeah, you know, and like, I read a, a write up, and not long before we started talking, and I, I couldn't find it again. I read it, I think, this afternoon. I, you know, because of course, you, you know, you start, you're on the internet enough, you'll see every point of view. So this particular point of view was basically saying that now this guy seems a little bit like a scapegoat, uh, Wilkes. That uh, you know, and it kind of went down the laundry list of things like. You know, Wilkes wasn't the one that, you know, took the ball in overtime. Wilkes wasn't the one that stopped giving the ball. You know, all the things as Packer fans we'd we'd say, right? You know, when, when McCarthy was settling for field goals or whatever, and then some random coach gets fired. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of what's going on in San Francisco. It seems weird after one year. And to your point, the defense it, is pretty good. Like, you know, just Is it the last drive? I mean, like, is it could be literally because they they couldn't stop him on the last drive and that's yeah it seems like escape yeah i mean to me it seems kind of scapegoatish and that's why i kind of mentioned earlier you know like um you know how they kind of kept um the 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 chiefs and and patrick mahomes under control for most of that game you know so was that really a defensive problem uh and, and as to why they lost that game i mean the bottom line they lost by three close game I mean, I don't know, from an outside perspective, it didn't seem like, oh, my God, they have to fire someone. You know, they're the Niners. They're a good good game, good, you know, good matchup against the Chiefs. They came up short. Overtime, I mean, it was an awesome game. And then uh, they go ahead and fire their defense coordinator. And they might be, like, who you know, the Utah Jazz or whatever. Those teams that, like, yeah. are always getting to the finals and losing to that's Michael a, Jordan. Yeah, you know, good like, one, yeah. I, they're losing to Mahomes. Like that's a right. That's a tough one. You know, <laughs> it's like not kind know, of a no shame in losing to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. You know, like absolutely. Like we're all ready for like new blood when Brady was done, and now we're just dealing with Mahomes. Apparently, he yeah he might win more than seven the way he's gone. I mean, he got it. I guess did he get an earlier start or no? He sat for um, one year. Yeah, he only sat for the one year. Brady might have yeah. Brady might have sat for more than one year. I don't know. Probably pretty similar, but I mean, Brady played till he was forty, so it doesn't really matter when they started. It's going to matter more. Yeah, get, how, how long they can yeah, last. He's gonna, and he's on year what was this six? Uh, I don't. Is it six or yeah? And he's been like deep into the playoffs five out of six years, I think. Three Super Bowls. Three out of four. four appearances, right? Yeah, they lost yeah, one. they lost one to Brady, so like, right? Four out of six years. Like, I mean, that's yeah, and yeah. he lost to Brady. And I'm that's not saying I love the guy, to. but I respect him. You know, it gets to be a little much, and and his wife and all that, all the hoopla. Fine, you know, but I can't hate him 
as a quarterback, I mean, he gets the job done. I mean, and that's like we said, you don't seem seem odd to bet against him going into that game. And that's why it's weird, you know, right. again, you know, they go and fire their D coordinator, Purdy. Um, again, I thought he kind of missed a handful of throws. He had the fumble by McCaffrey. You know, it's weird, too, because it seemed like they didn't stick with the run game. But at the same time, McCaffrey had 30 touches total. You know, he had 22 carries. He had eight receptions. You know, so it it was kind of one of them weird, like, Packard kind of game plans where it's like it feels like we're not running the ball, but at the end of the day, we did actually run the ball. Like, you know, and somehow, you know, it seemed like they could have controlled that game more. They're leading, you know, really up until the very last possession. You know, they're tied a little bit, I think, right? Um, you know, but yeah. but otherwise, it just it, somehow it just didn't – like, the numbers don't really support what, what the game looked like, right? Purdy with 255 yards passing, McCaffrey 80 yards rushing, 80 yards receiving. He had 160 yards total. Um, and it was just kind of a weird, weird vibe like that with that game. It was weird, but it it's like I don't know. Mahomes is one of those guys like Brady too. And these games, when you're watching them, you just figure he's gonna like come through. It's almost a surprise yes. when he doesn't. You yeah. know, and like we had all those years with Rodgers. And yep. he was amazing, and I'm not like sour on him to like trash him and say he sucks. Now he was awesome, yeah, but yeah, you I mean, never, absolutely. I never had that. I never had that feeling like at the end of big games. Like I never felt like, all right, you know, now it's over. He's just like it. Ha- I'm not saying it never happened, but like I right. never like I never just like expected it the way I do when I watch like yeah. Holmes or what like Brady. Oh, I They're on like fair. such a different level. It was the so Packer crazy. way for so long. I mean, and even to Rogers' defense a little bit, there was just so many games where even if he did score, you know, we were the ones right, right. that were getting beat by like the Mahomes, the Kurt Warner, the last minute drives. Though you know, like our defense was always so suspect. Um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I mean, that's why going into these games and just like, well, until someone beats Mahomes, I'm gonna just assume he's gonna win. <laughs> I mean, there's there's and really I, no reason not to. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Rodgers didn't do plenty of crazy things in the oh, playoffs yeah. and pull yeah, amazing wins. Nothing. I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm saying like in the the ones that stick out, like the loss to Tampa when they forced three turnovers in yeah. the second half. Yeah, right, got right. Three points oh, absolutely, yeah. Or they, when like, they got beat at imagine. home by the Niners and it was like, what, the final on that one was like 14-10 with that, that blocked punt. So, yeah, you know, we some he had a couple of those games late in his career where they couldn't make it happen. And you never really yeah. saw that out of Brady. You never really see that out of Mahomes yet. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I mean, he had plenty of awesome moments and awesome drives and stuff and poor defenses, but absolutely agree 100%. Because, you know, the bottom line is he only got to the promised land once. You know, Mahomes already has got three. Brady has, what, you know, 12, whatever it is, seven. Um, and, uh, you know, so that, you know, the proof is in the in the results. And, um, you know, Rodgers, for as awesome as he was, um, you know, and shortcomings on defense, all those things, uh, still couldn't quite pull, pull, pull them all the way home. But the one time, I don't even say it as a knock on Rogers as much as just like, yeah, holy shit with these other, like how many, so True. Brady won seven, but they went to what? 10. Can you imagine having a guy on your team that leads you to a Super Bowl every other year for 20 years? Like, it's and and that's kind of like the path that Mahomes is on. You know, like three Super Bowls in six years is a pretty good, a pretty oh my. good ratio. Well, and that's just wins. Like you said, he's he's been to four, 
And that was what was right. really probably, you know, even kind of more amazing slash disappointing of the Rodgers career playing out in Green Bay. You know, I keep thinking like, you know, Favre at least made it to two Super Bowls. Rodgers really, you know, I and I don't know what you think of this. Here's something I saw in the aftermath of uh, the game happening and all that and the Super Bowl outcome. Would you rather get beat like in an NFC championship game or get beat in a Super Bowl knowing you're not going to win, you know, the, the big prize? Do you think it's better to make it to the Super Bowl and lose or, or not even endure that level of heartbreak? Maybe that'll be the poll question. Would you rather, you know, lose short? No, of- I, 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 I'm for me, it's barely real life. Like it, it pisses yeah. me off and stuff, <laughs> but like it doesn't, aff- it doesn't affect my day to day or whatever if they lose. So like, Honestly, I'm just about watching games that I care about, and if if they're in the Super Bowl, obviously I care the most. So I'd rather see them lose, I guess, in the Super Bowl and get to see the game. Okay, okay, yeah. that's fair. I think that's, I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty shitty offer, though. Like, no, they're gonna lose. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, well, that was just kind of the question of like, you know, you know, because it is kind of you know plays out a little bit. Like, well, you get beat by the Niners, but then. You know, that excitement and then losing the Super Bowl. I mean, the loss to the Broncos was so long ago. You know, maybe that's a good point. Like, I don't even really remember that that much compared to the couple wins uh, in my lifetime, that is, of that the Packers have had. But I think one of the sports writers or, or beat writers that was in that kind of Twitter discussion had said, oh, you know, losing the Super Bowl is way worse. Um, so, But I, I like your take on it. You know, so maybe for a guy like that that's closer to it, following the team and all that stuff, um, you know, yeah, but for, you know, more of the casual fan, you know, not casual fan, hardcore fans. I mean, I got a podcast for Christ's sake. Um, <laughs> it's your cheesehead life right? for Christ's sake. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. It's not, I, I'd rather have a longer season, you know, like have it extended a couple weeks, all that hype and all that hoopla. That to me is the harder part is that, you know, your season's over and now you got, you know, like that's what's tough about being close when you make the playoffs. Um, and, and win a game in the playoffs. And then you have that like two week window of watching two teams and get all this hype and coverage and kind of think, you know, what could have been with Packers. Yeah. I, I mean, and I will watch it like, but way less interested, you know, like, yeah, it's on, I'll keep track of what's happening, but it's just not as much fun as like the, even the build up to the Super Bowl. What time does it start on Sunday, like 11 a.m. or something? It's yeah, oh, I mean, it's basically with NFL Network. It's like all day. I just turn on NFL Network and they're talking about it all day. Yeah. Can you imagine it's the Packers? I'd watch it probably every minute of it. I'd find a way. You know. Like, <laughs> well, that's just it. Like we, you know, the you, you think the coverage was big back in 2010 or whatever. I mean, it's just you know gotten that much more coverage. You know, as we sit here in 2024. So yeah, same thing. I don't watch it much for two weeks. I don't want to get sick of it. You know, I'm already like at my limit with both of these teams between the Swifts and the Niners being, you know, tough on the Packers. Um, and, uh, you know, the Chiefs and all they're kind of complaining about penalties all year. Uh, so yeah, I didn't tune in at all. And then once Sunday came around, like as soon as I was kind of up and moving around, NFL Network was on and just kind of had that Super Bowl vibe going in on, on the background all day. I love it. I mean, I... I got to a point, kind of like you said, where it doesn't affect my day to day. So, so after a couple of weeks, knowing the Packers have a great year helps, you know, in, in a bright future with Jordan Love and all that, uh, and seeing some of the interviews and snips he did at the Super Bowl was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, saying I, I don't get too twisted on it. I was looking it up here real quick. I don't have a, a ton of uh, multitasking ability, but um, it does say that uh, Brady did it a little bit quicker so far. Uh, then Mahomes, 
because uh, he, he had did. yeah he had three Super Bowls. It says here by the age of twenty seven. Mahomes just got his by the age of twenty nine. Um, so not he's twenty nine. Yeah, that's what it says here in this write up from the Detroit Free Press that I I managed to Google with just my left hand here, trying to you know do things multitasking. Uh, reached Ugh, rare five. <laughs> Never mind, that's the mouse hand. Um, <laughs> Mahomes is now the second youngest quarterback in NFL history to hoist the Lombardi three times. Uh, so yeah, it mentions the the three wins here by the age of twenty nine, and then it mentions uh, you know Brady did it by the age of twenty seven. Crazy, right? You yeah, know, I when didn't... we looked at Rogers and just thought, you know, how many is he gonna win? Ah, you know, I still kind of get a little twisted on that, right? Like just what could have been. The worst was the the next season, wasn't that the oh yeah 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 that right right, this? and that did feel like, like a paper were... tiger. That defense wasn't that that year. That defense was so bad, and they just kept outscoring people like forty to twenty. Yeah, and I think it started, it started amazing, and then towards we they were not playing their best football yeah. <laughs> going into their defense fell apart at the end of the season. Yeah, well, and then it turned out, you know, so much of it is kind of like matchups and stuff too. And then, you know, the Giants come in with that kind of physical team. and, and it, But that was the year the Giants came in and won, right, Eli? Um, and then was that the year that they went and beat uh, the undefeated uh, Patriots? Um, I don't know. Cause they had, I, don't, I thought that was 2007, but I think could they, be. they did okay. beat the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. That was much, much earlier because that was Randy Moss and all them. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, uh, that was a tough one for sure. And not having, you know, that physical, I'm hoping, you know, we'll, we'll eventually, I'm sure we'll circle back and, and have you, you know, connect up again and start talking off season stuff about the new coaching staff and start getting hyped up. Cause that's my, one of my favorite things. As soon as that game was over, I don't know about you, but I was like, it's O and O everybody's O and O now we can start talking about next year. You know, that was part so of, how about, part of the angst of waiting about- and waiting. How about the new DC though? Right, right. Halfley. Are you excited about this guy, Halfley? I am kind of excited. Um, I looked up a, a YouTube video right away. I, I talked about it a little bit on a previous upload, and um, I my my thing that I said or my takeaway right away was definitely like the youngest vibe DC I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, you yeah, think about no guys Dom like Capers. yeah, Fritz Sermer, Dom Capers, guys that were like <laughs> right that look like grandpas. But I mean, all due respect to being good coaches and having their day, um, this guy is by well, far didn't... he's more in that Robert Sala kind of lively, tight pants wearing you know or skinny jeans, whatever they call them, uh, type of guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no Fritz Shermer. Did Fritz Shermer die like two years? <laughs> <laughs> they won the Super Bowl. Don't don't say it like that and laugh. Um, no, I mean it's <laughs> no. It's you're right. Funny, he was pretty I mean, old. Like, he was he was, was an elderly so man. He was like in his seventies or something, maybe early seventies when when he retired. And yeah, I think you might be right. I don't know that he he had many many years after he retired. Um, he he coached right to the end. Yeah, this guy's definitely not that. But I keep hearing like um, they say chaos at the line of yeah, scrimmage, yeah. which sounds amazing to me. Like <laughs> right, after all right. these years of no chaos at the line of scrimmage and man coverage. Um, I think I've seen some things about uh, press man coverage and that, you know, you have the guys to do it here too, with guys like Jair and Valentine, they, they seem more suited for that. And then what I find, what'll be interesting to me, one of the biggest questions into this season, and we'll see how it plays out with this new scheme is going to be safety, right? 
And now I'm now I'm seeing mumbles like you know, believe it or not, Savage didn't have that bad of a year, and you know he might be a good candidate for you know this kind of scheme where you need to have a really good free safety that can kind of roam the field. Is he a really good free safety though? Well, that's the big I mean, question. This... Like you know, there's you know, I've already seen some write-ups that are talking about. You know, it was the scheme, you know, that's what held Savage back all these years was, was, you know, kind of a square peg round hole thing into the schemes that he's been put in and, you know, showing some of his college highlights still where, you know, in this scheme, you know, this is the playmaker. Yeah. Well, he showed us both in the playoffs, the one that can return a touchdown, a pick for a touchdown, the one that can drop one of those. Well, (laughs) but at the same time, now that you mention it, you know, and that's when we were doing more wrinkles of man coverage and stuff. So maybe there's something to that, you know, maybe there is some, you know, and I'm, you know, me, I'm always the wait and see guy, you know, I'm not going to come out and have all these super strong opinions, but Savage is a guy I was kind of like really pretty ready to be done with because I've just seen number 26 go flashing across the screen too many times whiffing on tackles, um, you know, to really care what his numbers. That's just a blur. Yeah, that's not a scheme thing, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I don't know about that, but we'll see again to me. That'll be a very to the, the most safety. And then like back, what, what happens at running back? Do you think they'll bring AJ Dillon back? No, right? No. I, I can't see that. I would, you know, what just, I would like is why not replace him if you can with Braylon Allen from Wisconsin? There you go. You want a big back? I mean, Braylon Allen just seems like a faster Dylan. I'd, I'd look for another guy like Jones. Yeah, why not? They love, well, maybe the Emmanuel Wilson is that guy already. He had some flashes, but he's raw. Right. I, I don't know what to make of him. In the preseason, he looked great against like, third stringers and stuff but in real games he didn't look i don't know maybe maybe he'll be fine but that's i feel like they can get something like that in the draft the safety is scary because um the the stuff i keep seeing is that the draft sucks for safeties yeah i you know safety some guy named kool-aid yeah yeah and i haven't i haven't i'm not a big dive into the draft guy i like to prefer to wait and see and then criticize afterwards um so but one, I have seen like two or three names, like some kitchen guy. Is he from Miami? Some guy from Minnesota that people like too as a safety. Uh, so I've seen like three names, like a Miami guy named Kitchen or something. Kool Aid, Alabama, is that? And then, um, and <laughs> yeah, then some right. dude from Minnesota they say is quite the playmaker. What about that Dijon guy or Dijon Mustard from Iowa? Yeah, I wonder. Like you know, we had the success with Micah Hyde at least. I didn't like him, you know, going against the Badgers, but yeah, I mean, he seems like a like a gamer kind of guy. Maybe he'd be that, you know, they're talking about slot, you know, maybe for him. And that's that's the Packers style, right? Like didn't they have a run of years where they just drafted nothing but Georgia guys with the first pick? Yeah, first yeah. Pick? Well, yeah, right. So maybe now they'll do it with Iowa. Yeah. We'll do bun- Yeah, we had Van Ness. We love guys. Iowa. We hate Wisconsin. Love Iowa. Yeah, Wisconsin sucks. Yeah. Well, we can get into a lot more of that off-season talk before I let you go here, and we're getting on to about oh, almost an hour. Nice work, Chris. Um, I did want to get your take on the Bucks. So when we might have been when we last talked was right about when they got Doc Rivers uh, hired and uh, had let go Adrian Griffin, and uh, I don't know that that's been going so great. What's uh, what do you think of the the recent results? Aren't they like two and seven or something like that since Doc's been hired? They're, yeah, they're really bad. And as we're talking right now, they're losing to Memphis, 94 to 88. 
Yeah, I see that. And I had watched the first quarter before we before we got together here, and it looked like they had a little rhythm going there, leading. Uh, and, yeah, just yeah. looking at it now, actually, shows here just starting the fourth, about a minute into the fourth, 96-88, down by eight to Memphis. Yeah, and Memphis sucks, I think. So, yeah, it's it's a bit of rough transition for sure, but I – I don't know if, if the yeah, Bucks are quite is, like the Chiefs. Sorry, um, Memphis is nineteen and thirty six. Go ahead. Yeah, they're they're garbage. Um, I don't know if it's it's kind of like the same thing as the Chiefs though, where like the, it feels like the regular season for the Bucks has turned into like a time to experiment. I mean, who fires their coach <laughs> halfway through the season? You know, like that's a probably harder than we realize to transition to like different schemes or whatever they're you know, yeah whatever they're doing yeah. Now, um, who's who after each of these losses, except for the Miami one the other night where they lost by like 30? Yeah, yeah, everybody seems encouraged by like the defense and okay. the ball movement, and like things are getting better because I'm definitely not as close losing. to it as you are, so I don't get to see as much or keep up with as much. So I appreciate your take on it. So it, it, they do, you do think, do you believe that you're saying like they like what, what do you think? Like, is it, is it like, are there signs of life? They're, they've played better defense for sure. Okay. Um, I think they held, what was it, last week? Or I don't even know that. Maybe on Monday they held Denver under 100 points. Um, so, like, they've they've shown flashes, but the results have been awful. I just don't <laughs> think – I don't yeah. think there's as much urgency, you know? They don't yeah. – I know that, not that they don't care, but, like, I think they're just trying to figure themselves out. And I think once – it'll be interesting. It, it's a little scary, though, to watch a – Right. Like keep struggling. Right, right, right. Like, And I, I get what you're saying because I had kind of said that to Mrs. Cheesehead when we were watching the first quarter before the podcast. I'm like, well, you know, they might be kind of that, like, you know, sleepwalk through the regular season team. You know, because for Giannis, like, you know, it's like a given you're going to make the playoffs and probably try to compete for a championship. You know, so it's I get it. It's got to be a little bit of a grind, um, you know, to get through a season like this. But. Uh, you know, Middleton's been out too. I think Brooke Lopez, you know, had a baby. Well, I mean, sorry, his wife had a baby, uh, or significant other. I'm not sure. I can't say for sure. I know that he's married. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, a number of things going on. looks like they've, um, uh, they're, they're two and two in their last four games. And again, the game pending tonight against Memphis, and then they'll have a little break before they play Minnesota in over a week. Uh, so, I mean, do you, are, are you pleased with the move, Chris? Are you bottom line, bottom line it for me? Um, Doc is way more fun to watch. True. And then like uh, let me, let me say this. I saw today, uh, write up that said maybe Lillard isn't having such a great year again. I don't, I don't have the basketball, you know, I don't follow it quite as well as you do. What do you think of that comment where a write up was saying Lillard's not living up to the hype? Yeah, I mean, his. I think his numbers are probably down from when he was in Portland. But yeah, yeah. I don't, and he's not shooting it as well. It, do, it doesn't seem like, but a lot of the things that I'm reading are like that some of it has to do with him trying to figure out his new role, like going from the guy in Portland to like trying to be respectfully honest and not step on his toes and, you know, yeah, like yeah. make sure he gets his touches and like, you know, he doesn't, maybe hasn't settled into like exactly where he fits just yet, you know? So I don't know. I He seems like a money guy too, though. Like when the playoffs come around, I'd be surprised if he didn't, you know, play really yeah. well. And 
Yeah, you know, and, so, and to that, like, and again, I don't follow it as close as I'd maybe like to or have time for, but just looking at it now, interesting to say, you know, a quote-unquote, you know, slow season for Lillard, and I you know I'm not real familiar with a guy playing out West all his career, but, you know, right now, his, his, his okay year, he's got just under 25 points a game, uh, four rebounds a game, almost seven assists a game. Uh, you know, so I guess we'll have to live with that kind of production, you so, know, not bad, but not like <laughs> the, what was he, the, what would he, what was he the year before? Uh, that I don't have, uh, right in front of me. Give me one second, please. Uh, his, I, that's... His, yeah. Uh, his last season in, uh, Portland, let's see here, getting across to the, to the points per game. He had 32 points a game. So clearly, yeah, I mean, clearly much, much higher rebounds. He was up about one with nearly five rebounds a game. Um, let's see, assists, he was a little bit higher, just over seven. But, yeah, the point production, obviously, uh, much, much different. But that can be, I mean, to me, I don't think that's a huge deal when you're playing alongside Giannis. I mean, I don't know much about Portland, but did he have a guy like Giannis that would eat up a lot of points, you know, out there? Nope, you know, no, so Giannis. He was kind he, of the, the, the guy, guy, right? Yep. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, yeah, now he, he's, he's pretty much right at his career average, 25.2 points a game. It shows here for his career average. What about, uh, shooting percentage? Oh God. I don't have any of his numbers in front of yeah, me. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, he's about a point below career average, uh, 42 and a half right now on his field goal percentage. It says for his career, 43.8, hmm. uh, three point percentage so might be down a touch. That's an area he's, he's probably could improve. Uh, he, he's at about 34% at a career average of 37%, um, and definitely, um, making and taking less threes than last year. So, yeah, I mean, I could yeah. see that would make sense. I mean, he's, he's close, but not quite there as far as that production from a year ago. And it looks like he had a pretty fantastic year, but again, looks like, you know, actually pretty close to some of his career averages, uh, across the board and. Yeah, we'll see. I think I'm starting to, the more we talk about it and kind of what I see, and it, it wasn't like kind of even like this last year. You know, they didn't, they weren't the number one seed last year. The The concern is, is it seems like that little issue has carried into the playoffs, though, and they've had the early eliminations since well, winning, winning I mean, it a couple years back. Last year they back. were the number, last year they were the number one seed. Yeah, okay, okay. It was the year before that they didn't care about being the number one seed you know they, they rested guys and i think they were the three seed or something okay like yeah okay man um, time flies i know eh? it's hard to believe it's already 2021 was the championship season right like we're almost four years out now well and even but, i mean then and we talked so much packers again you know aaron Rodgers winning his, being in a super bowl was like 14 years ago now 13 years ago unbelievable i know but now the hype can yeah, start up again for him. And that's the other thing. I mean, we'll kind of, I guess, be maybe a little bit done with the Bucks there. Appreciate your take on it. Um, you know, I kind of, again, I still can't believe the Super Bowl kind of hangover, just the way it ended for the Niners. My, that Dre Greenlaw thing, that, that Achilles injury, end of the year. I, I mean, despite Rodgers and, and those photos of him throwing a football, I mean, that could, that's an injury for Dre Greenlaw that will affect them in the next year. It's going to be a tough offseason yeah. for the Niners. I'm excited for Packers, though. Well, draft Four is Niners. coming up. Draft will be when? Late April, right? You know what I saw? And we'll maybe talk about it one day. I got to get an article. Somebody may be charging like 10000 a night to stay in a house at draft weekend when it comes to Lambo in a couple of years or whatever next year. 
Really? Yeah, like yeah. Right like right across the street? Yeah, I don't know, like the Airbnb stuff, because there's not a lot of hotels here and stuff like that. Um, that It's going to be crazy. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think we're going to call it here now, Chris. We're, we're up over an hour. I think we, we pretty much hammered most of the Super Bowl. Put that to bed. And the next time we'll be talking, it'll be about like off-season transactions. Um, is there anything specific in mind you're thinking? You know, Packers, new coach. I mentioned safety and running back. Uh, something, something on your mind going into next year, or let's say going into this off-season. Let's not let's get ahead of ourselves. Uh, March free agency coming up, right? I think so. I, I don't even know what I don't know enough about what's out there. And yeah, that stuff. You know, right. More from so, the team perspective, self evaluation. How about this one, Bakhtiari? Come bring him back. Yeah or no? Mm, or That's no. going to be a big one. That's a big question. What do you think? I think you know I could see it if he if it becomes somehow if if they can maneuver the numbers. Of course, you know why not? You know he seemed like a good guy. I mean, every time he's in there, I believe the whole like yeah, he's still a really good player. Um, but if it's anywhere like more beneficial to cut them loose, they need that cap relief. Big time. And how much are you going to get out of them? I, well, know, that's the I big X factor, enough. you know, at least this year, they probably won't count on him being a starter. They'll probably be more prepared that, all right, it's a wait and see to see what he can offer. Um, but I thought I saw something. If they just flat out cut him, boy, it's going to, it's going to really hurt the cap. So they got to. You know, either like a trade them or do figure out something to renegotiate, and there's it'll be interesting to see what happens with Bakhtiari's situation. I thought they saved like twenty million if they cut him. It could be, but it's like, still like I think it still accelerates, or it's like a sixteen million dead still or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah, I don't well, know. Tons of dead money, but I think if he stays, his cap numbers like like ridiculous, like yeah. forty million, yeah. <laughs> ridiculous number. And they did, you know, I mean, I don't know. And then, you know, I don't know. We'll get into it, I guess. But the one I find interesting, some people are like, let him go is uh, Yash Nyman. Boy, did he go from like solid right tackle to like they don't even want him anymore. Um, You know, when you need that lineman depth, uh, he's one of the free agents too right now, whether or not they'll bring him back. And because I guess, and then, you know, big talk drafting left tackle. Like I thought Rasheed Walker like took over that left tackle thing and did okay last year as a young guy, you know, give him a shot. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks, man, for uh, joining me once again to wrap up the Super Bowl and the season. Uh, I will mention I am efforting another uh, talk with Philippe and Eric here for Saturday. But other than that, I mean, football season is going to wind down or it did, it's over. Um, I might. Are you going to watch? I'm sorry. One more thing I got to ask you. USFL merging with XFL. Anything on that? Do you watch any of that ever? No, not really. Right. No. It's maybe if I, it's I just one now, it. maybe if it's just one league and it kind of feels a little more like an official minor league for the NFL, maybe I could get into it more this year. I might try to give it a shot, but otherwise it's hard to, it's hard to stick with it when you turn it on and there, there's like 70 people in the stand. And like it just <laughs> right, it never right. seems like a real thing. So it's and like we're that. starting to emerge you know from our like winter hibernation. You know, you got to get, get outside and do some more. And then there's like football on. And it's like, eh, I just spent the last six months on the couch watching football. Right. Real football too. Right, right, right. Not yeah. this nonsense that the rock's putting together. Yeah, I need to spend a but, minute outside once. So if you're going to go back inside though, have you watched on Netflix the, um, docu-series about the six nations rugby tournament no i have not oh my gosh is that are you, are you about are you making a, a recommendation to team stream 
maybe maybe i am it is <laughs> like as far as like physical like we were talking about how physical the super bowl was yeah before. yeah and you're saying this rugby this yeah? these guys are getting their ears ripped off like <laughs> literally like that doesn't and, sound and they nice they don't even care I no, it's terrible. This are you uh, sure that wasn't like a Ireland? Netflix movie or something? I mean, that's like all no. those shows that people getting stuff ripped off. There's... No, real thing, ear ripped off. The just the tip of it. Um, <laughs> it's just the tip. Yeah, that'll be no. Yeah, that's like go. Hey, how about that D? D. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that'll be enough, I think, for us. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to put that explicit label on this one. So no, but seriously, it's, it's you got to watch this thing. It it is. Uh, what is it's it again? Crazy. So it's. It's it's on Netflix. It's the Six Nation. I forget what it's called. It's about the Six Nations rugby tournament. So it's Italy, Wales, England, France. Um, no, I'm not going to remember who they are. And uh, to oh Ireland and Scotland, those six countries, they each play each other. And there's a point system, and then they win okay, some cup at okay. the end. Yeah, yeah. But I, uh, again, left-handed uh, googling here, I pulled up Six Nations rugby. Okay. Yep. All right. So, so that's a thing. It's 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 entertaining. They all have crazy accents, so it immediately makes it more fun. <laughs> and uh, some right. of the characters are great. The guy with the ear is something else. Every every match, he comes off the field with his face just bloody. Oh my god! And he always kind of looks dirty. I'll say I've never understood uh, anybody willing or able to play rugby. It just looks brutal. Like it's football without pads, and you know everybody freaks out about football. Um, these guys are insane. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. I'll put that into the summary. Remember, I've got the summary on cheese curds. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening to this, uh, installment of having some drinks with Chris and recapping the Super Bowl. Thanks Chris for joining me. Uh, this will do it for us here on this installment of my Cheesehead life, a Packer fan podcast. Uh, remember I got the website, uh, my You can email the show info at my Feel free to like, subscribe, f- share with friends, family, enemies, all that stuff. Uh, remember to, uh, I don't know, drive safe, take chances. Have a good one. That's, that's terrible.